I understand that doesn't sell well on some right wing podcast. I understand people don't want to tell the truth on other news channels because it may hurt their ratings if they actually tell the truth about President Biden there. I'm just telling you on foreign policy, talk to the foreign leaders. They will tell you Biden understands in many cases what's going on in their region better than they understand. I've he heard has it brought NATO time together and again. NATO and he's brought the expanded. world together. And the thing is, and this is the most fra- I'm going to lose it. Literally, I'm going to lose it. Like they bring up his age. You bring up his age. He's 80 years old. He makes jokes about his age. And yet he's working on every level, foreign and domestically. And then you're you're are you making the argument is one making the argument that, oh, he's 80. Therefore, a voter is going to vote for Donald Trump. Like, that's wow. the choice. By the way, Donald Trump no. is 77. And and it doesn't know, make even, any sense. Even when he was in office, he had all, executive time where he just sat off the, the room in, the, in the Oval Office and he would watch cable news <laughs> around the clock where Biden is working around the clock on foreign policy and he's getting Biden's it. 80. Donald Trump says veterans are losers. Biden's 80. Donald Trump steals, <laughs> steals nuclear documents. Biden's 80. Donald Trump calls countries asshole countries. Biden's 80. Trump's a racist. I mean, it, well, it, 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 come on. But, but you can even say Biden's 80. And he oversaw and managed the largest, the largest expansion of NATO in, in U.S. history and has managed an extraordinary, uh, extraordinary effort uh, in, in Ukraine. And I just have to say, finally, Mike brought up Benjamin Netanyahu. If that insults anybody, what Mike said, the Israeli people believe and the Israeli people trust Joe Biden a hell of a lot more than they trust Benjamin Netanyahu. OK, so. We're going to draw a breath. There's so much to say here, Willie, because it's the insanity that you hear every day uh, on other networks, the insanity you hear on right wing podcasts. Uh, There's so much to sort through. uh, And it it just is insane. But I will say I Molly said something a while back. I just have to let people who who are who are all uh, lathered up and catastrophizing over still over New York Times, Siena polls. You know, there are articles written going, yes, well, you know, this election was really great for Democrats, but was it really great for Joe Biden? And Molly, you were talking about uh, the generic uh, Democratic brand is doing well. Willie, what we found over time is (laughs) Joe Biden, he is the generic Democrat. Usually you go generic Republican or Democrat versus whoever's on the ticket. With Joe Biden. That's why he won last time. Because there's not the drama there. Because he's not in everybody's face all the time. Because he actually doesn't make being president of the United States about himself. He promised to be boring. Yeah. He He's back there. And they're not really thinking about him. But they think about the generic Democrat. And we've seen it time and again. We saw it in 20. We saw it in 22. We saw it just a couple weeks ago in 23. These red waves that are supposed to crash down on Biden never crash down on Biden. It's open, but I mean, aren't we going to have to come back to these very difficult, intractable uh, issues two more times in January and February? If we do it this way, aren't we just sort of delaying some of the hard decisions that need to be made, some of the tough negotiations that are going to need to be made? Well, listen, we're rolling our sleeves up and we're looking forward to those tough decisions and those hard negotiations. If if we don't do the two-step, the latter CR, as we're calling it, 
It's a real innovation. It's a, a paradigm shift for how Washington works. But what that will do is allow us to actually have those fights, have those debates, to do it out uh, in the open so the American people can see it. If we don't do that, what is going to happen and what would have happened here again is another dreaded Christmas omnibus spending bill. Uh, this has been the habit here for, for decades now, for a long time, as long as I've been in Congress and before, where the Senate jams the House right before the Christmas holiday with a giant bill that's thousands of pages long that very few people have read and spends, you know, last year $1.7 trillion, adding $100 billion in new spending, just sprinkling that on top. That is no way to run a railroad. And so this innovation, this laddered CR that we're doing, prevents that from happening. And I think we'll have bipartisan agreement that that is a better way to do it, to have the actual appropriations process. I began that immediately after I got the gavel, but here we are on the eve of November 17th. Uh, we have a shutdown looming, and we've got to prevent that because that would do even more harm for the economy. Can you just historically explain how we got away from proposing a budget and living within our means the, the way it used to be done? How many, you said since you've been there, how many times have we done the omnibus before Christmas, and how did we get there? Well, it's all I've ever known. I've been in Congress seven years, but it happened way before that. The, the process, the appropriations process in Washington has been broken for decades. We're trying to fix it. I've been on the job for less than three weeks, and this is a necessary first step to do it. But the way that we got away from that, you know, there's a law, there's a statute, a, a whole list of statutes that are uh, cobbled together in the, the Budget Control Act of 1974. That's almost as old as I am. And, and Congress made the law, set forth the dates. You know, the president is supposed to present a budget in early February. Congress begins its process. It's very methodical. June and July are the, supposed to be the appropriations kind of season. You finish it all up by the end of June in that time frame, and then there's plenty of time to do it before the end of the fiscal year. That hasn't happened. Well, I think lawmakers get lazy. I think that they like to punt these decisions as long as possible, and that is no way to do it because governing by continuing resolutions is, is not a healthy thing for an economy. It, it's, it's required us and, and has resulted in spending a lot more money than should be spent because there's not proper oversight. If we do the latter CR, and I think we'll pass this, it will allow us to consider spending in smaller batches. That's good financial stewardship. That's what the process requires. That's what the American people should demand instead of doing it all in one big giant bill. And I think that makes sense to the American people, and I think they're going to support us in that. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Tuesday, 14 November, year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, we're here in the nation's capital. So a lot going on today. We're going to be going to Jerusalem in a moment, uh, there's also a mass with Yoram Hazani. There's a massive rally here. They're anticipating, I don't know, 30, 40, 50, 100,000 people to a support uh, Israel rally. Uh, we know that the uh, speaker, Elise Stefanik, others will be talking about 2 o'clock. I think there'll be other dignitaries down there, too, as this thing kicks off about noon. Ben Burkwam, bring it Ben Burkwam live. He's going to be covering it all afternoon for us. I've asked Cash Patel 
to join me in studio today because we've got so much to go through. Cash, thank you so much. Anytime. Um, he- here's the thing. You should know over that CNBC clip. I wanted to show you the madness of the morning Mika, which is still trying to run away from. Uh, and by the way, can I, when you get cut the um, about the economy and um, Stephanie Rule in that crowd, let me know because I want to play that later in the show. We've got other voices coming on MSNBC this morning talk, t- talking about the economy, talking about when you look at these Biden numbers, that the reality is they can't sell Bidenomics. And the reason is I keep saying the lived experience of the American people, that CNN interview, and I'll, we'll pull that later, where the woman says, hey, the reason I'm not voting, a Hispanic woman, I'm not voting for Biden because I'm working three jobs and I can't make ends meet. Yesterday, a report came out by the Republican Party up on the Hill that it's going to cost a half a trillion dollars, $451 billion dollars for the illegal alien invasion of the country. My issue and problem with uh, the speaker, and he's a good man, he's a good Christian man, he's a solid guy, he's a good man, he doesn't lie, is that the, the people in the House, there's some disconnect between the crises we face today and the action the Hill can take. The House of Representatives has, uh, the, the framer said it, that it has ultimate power. All taxes must originate from there. All spending must originate from there, must originate from the House. Right now in the conference, there's a conference going on, some inside baseball. A conference started at 9. From 8 to 9, they watched the um, the Hamas video. I think it's it Gail Godot? Godot? Am I, Godot? Gail Godot. Godot? Yeah, I'm yeah. spending... Wonder I'm, Woman. G- Wonder she, 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 uh, she showed this uh, footage of the Muslim Brotherhood Hamas attack in Hollywood, and they broke out in a and brawl. There was a brawl, There's a brawl outside. I think they showed it to the House people from 8 to 9. At 9 o'clock, excuse me, from, uh, yes, from 8 to 9, 9 o'clock, they got into this whole thing about the, uh, the CR. Last night, when confronted with the ability of this audience, with the Freedom Caucus and others, to stop the rule, even coming to the floor, because... For for all of Speaker Johnson's, I want to make tough decisions. This is paradigm shifting. We're going to make, the tough decisions got to be made now. We don't we, we can't kick it down another month and another couple of months. That's that's you're playing the game. That's not paradigm shifting. You're playing into you're playing into um, here. You're right there, Cash. You're playing into the always effective scratch pad in the um, in pa- Cash takes a pen, not even a number two pencil. Okay. Suspension, yeah, the suspension of the rule. They're trying to suspend the rule and take it. Un, being blocked, he then, you can just jump into the mic. You're, you're I, don't know, I don't, don't want to no, rob no, the no, band of glory. You can, you know? you, no, yeah. no, no, we share, we share, we share here. I'm a big enough person. <laughs> Cut his mic off. <laughs> what are you, you talking when I'm doing a rant? God, talk about mortal sins in the war room. Um, no, so they try to suspend. Last night, this, and they're talking about it right now. They're going to suspend the rule. And talk about getting jammed, folks. They're gonna. This will take two thirds of the house to pass. So it's very unusual to do it for the speaker ever to do it. But you're going to have to have almost unanimity among Democrats to get to two thirds with the Republicans. Which they Cause, do because they're going to be eighty. Yeah, Jeffries wants to support this. Schumer, Schumer. wants to support this. McConnell, McConnell says <laughs> Biden. Uh, okay, I'm noticing pattern recognition. Those are not our guys. We can't do this. His his CR. And here's the thing. We have to get out of the mindset. It's not a government shutdown. It's the regime's defunding itself. 
The regime is defunding itself. So, hey, what happens on midnight on Friday is what happens on midnight on Friday. That will galvanize people. As I said, let them be serving turkey uh, up in the uh, in the big capital rotunda like they have the lunch right after the inauguration. Just put sir, get some birds and, and serve it up there. No need for anybody to go anywhere. We can stay and work the entire time, but nobody takes a sense of urgency. Right now, the question he's getting in conference, because this is being presented at conference, I understand he's getting chopped up a little bit, but the question they're asking him is, what hill are you going to die on? Right. If we were to give you this, tell me how you use the leverage in 30 days or in early January, early February. This thing is redonkulous. We can't we can't we can't. First of all, there's no no policy changes. You don't use the border. Let me speaker. Let me. And by the way, you're a good guy. We, we you're in there for a reason to add stability. I understand these things are complicated. I understand you probably have never had to negotiate these kind of complicated things. Let me just give you a heads up. Leverage. You have all the leverage. They have to come to you. They're supplicants to you. That's why when Mitch McConnell, you get that phone call from Mitch, and Mitch tells you, yeah, we, we support that. It's not as you, you haven't pushed it. You, in, in M&A, you push them to what's called the indifference point, to the very point that they're prepared to walk away and not pay a dollar more. That's their indifference point. You haven't gotten your deal until you push them to the indifference point. And right now, we're not pushing these people. You're playing, you're, it's not a paradigm shift. And I like the two step, I'd like the ladder. But to get to a ladder, because we hate CRs, the CR must have massive budget cuts and policy changes, particularly on the border. I refer you back to the study and report that shows one of $500 billion. I think there's specifically that's $451 billion will be added on additional expense to pay for the illegal alien invaders. When the working class African-Americans and Hispanics understand that, and you've got to go make the case. Right now on the Hill, most of the congressmen still don't understand, still don't have the understanding you, this audience has, of the of macroeconomics, of capital markets, the economy, and how it ties back together these deficits. Here's the reason. Brother Johnson, we're going to go back through this. Another $2 trillion that the Treasury can't sell a year from now, less than a year. Nine months from now. And, and the fight for that budget should take place. The regular order will take place in the summer. It's Damocles' sword. This is going to be a continued process. You must lance the boil and lance the boil now for the war room posse. It's not no. It's hell no. No CR. If you show us something with math, massive cuts in a, in a sealed border, eh, we'll take a look at it. Other than that. Let the regime defund themselves. Back in a moment. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month. And our wise leaders deal with it how they always do. With more spending. While law makers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value. Because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen. When you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. 
Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. Have a, a mass rally today in um, of support of Israel, but already people are waving off. A lot of the Christian groups are waving off. I don't want to name names yet. I'll do that maybe this afternoon after they get to Ben Burkholm and actually find out. But a lot of the Christian groups waved off because, or I shouldn't say some of the Christian groups, more prominent ones, waved off because DHS put a, a security one alert on yesterday. Also, National Review has a. A great story. Did that just come out, Steve Bennett? A National Review has yeah. a great story. Wait. National Review has a great story. 400. This is the, what the administrative state and the deep state, this is how they work. 400 uh, federal officials mm-hmm. in the Biden regime, which you know, we talked yesterday, we had Paul Dance here, 90% vote Democratic, have come out with a letter saying, hey, we're actually pro-Hamas, we're pro-Muslim Brotherhood. Did I tell you it was infiltrated? We're pro-Muslim Brotherhood, and you got to back off. We need a ceasefire immediately. How does that work? Well, if you ever thought that there wasn't a deep state before, and you just thought it was a right-wing conspiracy because it happened <laughs> only in Donald Trump's administration, to wit, to see here. This is my gift for you on the Indian New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Happy today. New Year. Thank you, brother. And look. It's this, the Festival of Lights, right? Yeah, yeah. Happy Diwali. So. This letter comes out. It didn't come out overnight. 400 people got together from including Biden's National Security Council under Jake Sullivan at the White House, where they have you're, been infiltrated by the Iranians it, hold on, that the we Persian, talked about. Persians are already there. Now we got now we got uh, a, a different set. They're inside the wire. But, but you got inside the wire. You got to ask, why are they doing it? It's not like four people. 400 Democrats. And that's what we talk about. The deep state is not Republican or Democrat. It's a uniparty. And I guarantee you they have a monetary goal in mind with this quote unquote ceasefire, which is not how you win a war, by the way. This is not how you uh, drive national security policy of the United States. If it's a ceasefire company, look, the issue is never the issue. No. The issue is always the, the, is always the jihad, right? It's always the jihad. This is just another. Who does a ceasefire benefit here? Hamas. Yeah, the Muslim Brotherhood. We get nothing out of it. I want to get to you in the airstrikes in a minute because I keep arguing you can't have these. I think Yoram does too. You can't have these 
these little Fort Apaches around Syria and other places no. with a handful of American troops that they're hitting every day. I think there's 40, been 42 assaults. Mm-hmm. And, and, we, and we're now ratcheting up the airstrikes. This is just, just going to hit a tripwire. Let me bring in uh, Yoram Hazani from Jerusalem. Yoram, uh, we could have shown, we did yesterday, an entire segment on this or two segments on London. Because for me, London is the is the canary in the mine shaft for the United States. Because as you know, the threat here is against the West. I keep saying this is not simply Israel, and I'm not a neocon, but this is not Israel, and this is just not the Jews. This is about the West, and they're up in your face telling you that they're not shy about it. This thing in London over the weekend, three hundred thousand, three hundred thousand protesters, <laughs> and it was gnarly. I mean, it, hey, it interrupted the remembrance uh, cer- ceremony and commemorations. They then, uh, you know, the Tommy Robinson crowd got a little worked up. And, of course, the cops came over and beat the hell out of them and arrested 200 uh, what they call hooligans, right, who were trying to stand up for free speech. Yoram, and I, I teasingly in the break said, hey, can we show bombing of the hospital? Because we monitor BBC, CNN, and MSNBC here in the war room constantly. That's all you hear all day long is that the, the hospital's being bombed, the Israelis uh, won't back off, uh, they're in, inhumane. Can you give us an update on, on what's going on from Jerusalem? Well, on the ground of the war, uh, look, you'd never want to be too optimistic about um, uh, wartime because you know, the, the whole thing could turn around in, in, in a matter of days. But uh, at, the, at the moment, all of the, you know, all, all of the, uh, Dire predictions about, you know, how how is Israel would be unable to make progress. It's impossible to to do combat in a city that that, that uh, Hezbollah would enter the war, Iran would enter the war, China would enter the war, World War Three. So far, we that's not what we're seeing at the moment. We're actually seeing uh, a, a a successful Israeli military operation. They, they they've surrounded Gaza City. Uh, they are uh, moving. Uh, Carefully, day by day, to to uh, to constrict the siege, while at the same time uh, opening quarters for the uh, the population of Gaza City to move south to Khan Yunus, um, w- which is something you, you know you <laughs> people people hardly ever have seen something like this in in war. That in the 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 middle of the fighting, you open up humanitarian quarters and allow the entire population to go south. You know, which which means that you may be allowing some of the fighters to to, to go south, uh, but uh, we in Israel see that as as uh, uh, as something that we can certainly afford to do in order to to assist the civilian population. But the main issue uh, is that there uh, are still an estimated fifteen thousand uh, Hamas Muslim Brotherhood armed fighters uh, in Gaza City, and that that you know that is still a very very powerful force. And uh, what Israel needs is what uh, any nation needs when when it sets out to uh, uh, to fight a war, which is it, it it needs time and space to be able to reduce the enemy and to to pull out the victory, and um, uh, to uh, you know like I said the, the the other times that we discussed this, everybody in Israel is grateful to the Biden administration for. Uh, yes. You know, for that, that uh, for the, the ammunition that's coming in on a daily basis, but at the same time, the Biden administration, uh, you know, we we just got this re- report that that uh, the Biden administration is releasing uh, another ten billion dollars of of uh, sanction relief to the Iranian government. Uh, that uh, uh, the Qatari government is is no. being tapped to, you know, to to lead the 
the reconstruction in Gaza. I mean, basically, Biden feels like he has to play both sides. He said, in order to support Israel. No, but this is in, the, but in, the, 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 even if you wanted to, ba- but even if you wanted to balance it, let me get to that in a second because that's pure insanity, right? If if you want to balance it, balance it. But you don't go to the Persians, give them another $10 billion. The guys are the death to the America crowd, big Satan and little Satan. And you particularly don't go to the nest of vipers who are who are uh, uh, sheltering the Muslim Brotherhood Hamas franchisee uh, leaders who are sitting on $10 billion of cash in themselves, living a life of luxury with the nest of vipers. I want to go back, though, to Gaza. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's news reports that 200,000, I think 200,000 Gazans have left over the last couple of days and moving south. How does still didn't you guys for days and days and weeks and weeks warn people, hey, look, we're coming into we're coming north of the river. We're going to come into North Gaza. Everybody's got to get south. Why are there still 200,000 people there? Are they they, is is this a emblematic of the Muslim Brotherhood keeping basically the human shields, as they call there? I mean, how could it still be 200,000 people that didn't get the joke? that you guys are going to come in there. I don't understand how there's that many people left that have not gone south, uh, Yoram. Well, the population of Gaza City uh, was probably something uh, something over a million uh, when the operation started. So uh, as, of, as of a week ago, the Israeli government was estimating that 800,000 had, uh, in fact, relocated to the south. But as, as you know, I mean, we, we, we have film footage of uh, of uh, a civilian population in Gaza City trying to move towards the uh, the evacuation corridors, and the Hamas uh, fighters opened fire on them. I mean, Hamas has been demanding that their people not move south, and the, the reason is obvious because uh, every every dead uh, Gazan uh, is an advantage to Hamas, which uses the footage to to claim that you know. That, that Israel is committing genocide. So we have this crazy situation where the Israelis want the population to leave so that they won't be harmed. And the, the, the Gazans, the Hamas Muslim Brotherhood, they, they could care less. The, the, the more dead, the merrier. You said 15,000 still, you guys approximate, or IDF approximates as 15,000. Back of the envelope, that's 1.5 combat divisions. And and I take it you, these are you're getting down to the toughest and baddest of the hombres. Uh, how do you intend to remove 1.5 combat divisions from the tunnels in, in the rat's nest underneath uh, Gaza City, sir? By having a ceasefire. Yeah, by having a ceasefire is going to help you there, right? <laughs> well, uh, very slowly. I I, I mean uh, uh, Netanyahu keeps saying that this this go, this war is going to go on for. For months in Israel, uh, the, the talk is about an operation that's going to last a year, and uh, a very significant part of the, the the strategy is going to be to uh, to, to 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 starve them. I mean, they're, they're going to run out of fuel um, at some point in the in in the coming months. They'll run out of fuel. That means they won't have electricity down there in those tunnels. Um, now, it, it, Israel has other tactics that it can use. We you know we've uh, we've seen the, uh, you know, the promo films for the uh, for, for the attack dogs that they want to send down into the tunnels and the robots and the sponge bombs and the smoke, you know, uh, uh, the smoke. Ta- I mean, th- there's endless tactics that can be used flooding. Um, but, uh, you know, we can't forget that there there are still hopefully God willing, you know, 
240 hostages were still alive there. Uh, we, we don't know that for a fact, uh, but uh, that means that it, it will certainly be um, Israel's preference where it's possible uh, to, to blockade, to, to, to prevent them from getting fuel, from, from, uh, for, for, from getting uh, ammunition renewals. Yeah. You're I'm hanging for one second. We'll take a short commercial break. I've got Cash Patel in studios and give us insights and observations. Dr. Taylor Marshall's going to join us about the new holy war in Europe. Hazani from Jerusalem. All next in the world. Are you prepared for the unthinkable ahead? We all need to pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. That means stockpiling emergency food before it's too late. Right now, go purchase a three-month emergency food kit from MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the nation's leader in self-reliance. Order your today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Every family member needs their own kit when disaster strikes. These three-month kits from MyPatriotSupply.com give you an abundance of delicious meals, providing over 2,000 calories a day. You'll have plenty to eat. When everyone else is scavenging empty store shelves, stock up now because you won't get a warning when disaster hits. Order by 3 o'clock today, and your order ships the same day for free. The unthinkable can happen at a moment's notice. So don't wait for a crisis to hit. Prepare today and become self-reliant no matter what the future holds. And remember to pray. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Uh, welcome back. Uh, Yoram Hazani joins us from Jerusalem. Uh, so, Yoram, everything you laid out makes total sense militarily. Can, you, can Israel and the Jewish people uh, make it where you're losing the information. You know, I've been told, you know, all your life, right, that the Jews control the media. If that's the case, you guys aren't doing it. I mean, no offense, the, the CNN, MSNBC, particularly BBC, are not quite controlled. That's a slightly negative view all the time. And they, and they, they got Muslim Brotherhood guys on the staff. Uh-huh. And right here, right here, uh, the three Persians led the... You outed them, Cash. Yeah. Last, I mean, this is how brazen they are. You outed three Persians that have been in the middle of, of this whole getting information to, to, to Iran and the Persians, and they're the lead guys putting together the 400 signatures, the anti-Israel uh, letter. Yeah, just just think about it. The, the, the guy that the president of the United States appointed to be head of everything Iran, the guy that's the head of the intelligence apparatus on the National Security Council and the gal that's in charge of special operations at the United States Department of Defense. All were outed by Semaphore and Great Reporting Revolver, having Iranian Persian connections, having pro-Palestinian positions, being favorable to Hamas. And two of these people, even after being outed, still have their security clearances and are still in government. The other guy got a job at Princeton University after he got blown up. By the way, Steve, the FBI still has not told us why Special Envoy Robert Malley's security clearance was suspended. And now we have a 400-person letter calling for the taking a knee how many, of Hamas. How many times have you seen a senior guy like that have a security clearance uh, suspended? One time, when we took it from Brennan. 
Yes, exactly. Well, br- but, but Brennan was retired. Right. This is O'Malley's work in the program. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's the level it took. Yes. It took us and Trump to yes. come in and remove it from this yes. one guy. Yes. And the FBI, under Chris Ray took this Biden appointee's security clearance, and no one in Congress is demanding answers. The other thing about the, about the, the, the Jewish people having, or the, the Jews in America having total control was my wake-up call here was about the Persians when they gave them the, they yeah. gave them the atomic, they, Obama's administration gave them the nuclear bomb, gave them a pathway to the bomb. Well, not just right that. There. The billions of dollars. Joe's giving him six. He's on the verge of giving him ten, ten more billion dollars. Billion. And they're going to say, "Oh, it's not. It's but money's not our fungible. money. It's, no, money's but it's fun- not our money. It's their money." Well, then we can still keep. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. 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 I mean, it's like, oh, we're routing it through other people. Yoram, how are you going to win the information war? You do agree with me that that the information war is cutting the other way. As as much as you're making military progress, this. I mean, I pick up the thing today, and there's fifty things that you're bombing a hospital. Their baby's dead. Um, you know, war crimes are being committed, and it's relentless. I mean, it's BBC, it's MSNBC, it's all day long, and 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 uh, and CNN jumps in there where they can. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, well, the, the the thought is that the media is woke, and the, this isn't this isn't news to us. Uh, the the same the same media that were uh, promoting Black Lives Matter in 2020. Uh, and Marxist revolution implicitly. The, the, now, now they're promoting the, the the messaging that there's genocide in in, in Palestine. But I, I I have to say, you know, having having seen this information warfare uh, about about the Middle East for you know forty years at this point, I have to say that uh, uh, Musk buying Twitter uh, has made a very very significant difference. I mean, it, Israel is in fact able to get its message out. And uh, if if you if you look at the polling in the United States, uh, it's it's true that we are you know we're we're losing among the 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 the, uh, the TikTok generation. We're losing in the uh, the the eighteen to twenty four year olds, but the rest of the American public is very very solid behind Israel. And uh, you you have to ask you know why that is. In in, in part, it's just because. Uh, American Christians, American nationalists, and, and conservatives—they uh, understand that Israel's fighting the same enemy that that America is fighting. Um, that's that's one part of it. But another part of it is uh, Twitter really has changed the uh, the playing field. It means that in, in real time, people all across the United States can, in fact, get uh, accurate information about what's going on. Um, make us smart uh, over the next couple of days, uh, next week. How do you see this developing? You're saying a more intense military operation, obviously trying to limit civilian casualties. More people have moved out of Gaza now. There's this whole. I want to save it and get into the reconstruction later because the U.S. looking to Qatar to be the lead in the in the reconstruction of Gaza is insane. And also this whole thing with giving the the mullahs ten billion dollars is absolutely obscene. But tell us, what do you think is going to happen in Israel we should look for? One of the things we're concerned about is the exposed nature of some of these American, what I call the Fort Apaches in Syria and other places, Iraq, that are just taking incoming, I think there have been 42 to 45 attacks, drone attacks, and we're responding with airstrikes, and it looks like it could be an escalation. Your thoughts? Steve, I, I don't think, I, I, don't, I don't see how anybody can justify you know, these few dozen American isolated uh, American military bases scattered across 
uh, Syria and Iraq. I mean, I, it, it, it just seems completely crazy. Uh, I, I think it's important for people to remember that uh, uh, America lost uh, uh, 240 Marines mm -hmm. in Beirut in 1983, and it's, it's under similar circumstances, there are also uh, almost 80 f French soldiers killed. Similar circumstances, you've got this you know, isolated base in the middle of the Middle East uh, while war is going all around, and it's it's just too easy for somebody to you know pull up with a truck full of explosives, and and, and then you have a, a major tragedy. It 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 is completely irresponsible. The United States should pull those pull those guys out of there. Last thing, just quickly on Qatar, uh, for the American people who are just now coming to this. <clears throat> when when I mention Qatar to you, tell me the first thoughts that come to mind. Hmm. Uh, Qatar. First of all, it's a, it, it's the largest funder of the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, it's the largest funder of Hamas. That means it's a it's a state sponsor of terror. Why is it that the United States has turned uh, uh, the Qataris into um, a most fa most most favored nations nation status just a year ago? Uh, look, I think that there's a tremendous lack of clarity in American foreign policy. There are countries. Uh, Qatar is one of them. Qatar, Turkey, Pakistan, these are countries that play both sides. They should be classified as neutral countries, if not hostile. And instead, the United States treats them like allies. And th I mean, th there's Amen. really something sick about it. These, these, are, these are leading state supporters of terror on earth. And the United States treats them like like allies, like well, we should have a military base there. We should give them the most favored status. Why? How does this make sense? Yoram, uh, how do people follow your writings, uh, your your social media account, all of it, because you're a great uh, a resource to keep up to speed on everything? Uh, on, on Twitter, why, uh, Y-H-A-Z-O-N-Y, why Chazoni, and uh, uh, org. You can, you can pick up my uh, books on conservatism and nationalism and other interesting things. Yoram, thank you very much for joining us this morning. I appreciate it. Sure. God bless, Steve. Right. Thanks. Right there you had more clarity. Uh -huh. You've got Erdogan and the – Erdogan gives – has a speech in front of a million Turks in Constantinople – excuse me, Istanbul. Um, <laughs> you get me in trouble. No, I got Dr. <laughs> – no, I got Taylor Marshall. I'm, I'm going old school here in a second. Um no, but he's the reason I say that he's sitting from a man. They got the red flags with her. He says the cross versus the crescent. You got you got Erdogan. He's a NATO ally. You got Qatar. We have the big base in Qatar, and I've always said they're the ones in Trump's first term. The minutia these guys cover too much. They're the funders of all the. It's it's the money laundering operation center for f funding all the terrorists. They're the one guys that never really signed Trump's agreement in Riyadh. They kind of oh, oh did I sign that? You know they they never enforced it. Right. And you got Pakistan, which is double, double dealing us the whole time in Afghanistan. Why do we have a foreign policy as a nation? And the and the State Department runs it. I mean, this is one of the things that Trump had to go yeah. through. You, you've got a ministry of a deep state there. It's just got their own ideas of what they're going to do and they're going to do it. Yeah, but this is what happens when you derive a national security policy out of the headlines of The Washington Post and CNN. You you have a commander in chief who has no respect. It doesn't matter what nation you pick in the Middle East. 
all of them. It doesn't matter. When Trump was in, they took our calls. They did our deals the way we wanted to do them. We got our hostages home. We ended the forever wars, and we didn't spend billions of dollars and enrich the Ayatollahs. Now they realize, and look, am I going to blame them from a nationalist position for putting their country first? Of course not. So what I want to do here. But now they're aligning with each other, themselves in the Middle East, and our enemies, the CCP and Russia, enriching themselves, getting deals, putting the United States on the side. And when we're in the middle of World War Four now, you know, we got the Ukraine and now we got Israel. They are the ones in control because we have never shown up with our big boy pants on. And now we are begging them somehow to end this crisis. And we're going to yell be, at them be, for, be, for be enriching a, themselves. Being a supplicant. It, a supplicant it, right it's, now. A ma- it's a manner of our Joe Biden's doing. That is it. His foreign policy, Tony Blinken, Jake Sullivan, and all these other government gangsters, Robert Malley, that they put in charge because now the media said, oh, look, adults are back in charge. How's that going for you, mainstream media in the Ukraine? How's it going for you? I understand the Biden incompetence and the lack of clarity, and he's on the payroll. Half the guys, we're going to talk about Sheet later. Great, another great article in the, uh, in the National Review. I can't believe I said Twice. that. Whoa, Twice. Play the lotto. Twice. Uh, <laughs> Rich Lowry's putting a votive candle in front of your picture right now. Maybe not. No, about Pope uh, Nina Shea did an amazing piece on Pope Xi, right, about the Catholic Church and Pope fake Pope, Pope Francis selling out to uh, to the Chinese Communist Party. I'm going to pick uh, Taylor Marshall's uh, brain of that. But here's even deeper. It's the letter of the 400. Even yeah. with Biden, no, but this, the, the, the deep, look, I am not a believer in the theory of the deep state, and here's why. I keep telling people, it's in your grill. Right. It's no, nothing, it's yeah, nothing yeah, deep exactly. about it. No, let me give you an example. You see right there, I keep saying, you know, moving, moving the capital to, uh, to, to the embassy to Jerusalem, the other things we did, the terror financing, other things that we did, the one thing, Paris TPP, Paris Climate Accord, the one thing I could never get any traction on. And you know me, I'm a bulldog, is designating the Muslim Brotherhood as a terrorist organization. Yeah. I mean, the whole apparatus came in. Oh, no, they run hospitals. They run schools. They do this. They're political operation. They're in thing. I mean, it was multi-boom, boom, 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 boom. So it would take – you can do it. Mm-hmm. But my point is there's an apparatus that has a mindset, an apparatus taxpayers pay for that's impervious to, to, to elections, Right. You saw it right there. They have a mindset. Right there is the Persians and the Muslim Brotherhood showing you how they've infiltrated. That four, that letter of 400 signatures yes. shows you the infiltration in our government, in the apparatus of the Muslim Brotherhood and the Persians. And you, want, the you want to exploit that? Work that daisy chain. Get Congress to subpoena that letter and put out those 400 names. If you want to defend this country's national security policy by putting America first, start inside this government's apparatus by where they put Iran first. Do you think that that is a high enough priority that even in the CR fight, you're going to say, hey, we're going to defund these following things. We're not going forward till we start getting this because this gets to the heart of what this conflict is about. Yeah, this is about our core national security mission and taking on Iran. And we have people in this government who are in charge of defending this country who are putting other interests. First the best guy in the world, the single best guy in the world for doing this today, Trump's running to, to, to get his third victory, his second term. But the one guy that's got his hands on the control of power is Modi. Oh, yeah. Mo- Modi is India first. Right. And I don't hear what these guys have to say. I'm putting India's interests first. And if you're against if you're if you're against India and you're inside India, 
you're going to be outed, right? It's it's India first all the time, just like it's got to be America first here. Okay, short break. Cash is in studio. We've got uh, we've got Dr. Taylor Marshall. A lot going on today. The hill has still not broken. I'm going to check that right now. We're going to be back after a short commercial break. A lot going on Capitol Hill and uh, in the Middle East. All of it. The Third World War is upon us. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it. Because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action. Use your agency. Do it today. Get the benefits of the sale. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, to get jacked up in the morning, Warpath Coffee, go to warpath.coffee slash warroom right now. Load up. Join one of the programs we got or just buy it by the pound. We've worked, you know, we, we did the proof of concept about a year ago. We tweaked it since then. The best dark roast ever made. The mild roasts are great, but the dark roast, as a dark roast aficionado, all the acid's gone. That's one of the things that makes French roast coffee so tough to, why people go, it's too acidic. Well, this is not acidic. You will love this. Warpath, the Mariner's Blend, the dark roast. Warpath.coffee. Go check it out today. It's the way we get jacked up here in the war room. First thing in the morning. Um, let's go to Ben Burquan. Ben, you're at the rally. Um, you're, by the way, I'm getting blowback, particularly from some colleagues of mine. You know, is this Israel first war room? No, dude, come on. All I'm saying is something quite simple. This is much deeper. We're going to tell Marshall in a second. This is much deeper, much deeper than just Israel, much deeper than just the Jews. And people got to understand that because they're coming. 300,000, the 300,000 in London on Remembrance Day we're saying, hey, it's the West, it's it's the English, it's the British, it's the Americans, okay? Uh, ben Burkwam, you're at the rally. Tell me about how big a crowd we're going to get. Well, Steve, it's, it's massive, the area. They're just starting to come in now. The main event starts at 1 p.m., uh, goes to around 3 o'clock, and there's a pre, pre-show pre with uh, high school and college-age uh, students, kids coming out here as well. Uh, they're going to be doing starting that at 11.30. But this area, if you know the mall, uh, it stretches. The entrance to this thing stretches almost. I'm almost up to the Capitol. It stretches almost down all the way to the Washington Monument. So it's going to be a huge, huge rally. And as you mentioned, Steve, uh, this is this is as much about the attack. I mean, the, uh, the Islam, the jihad 
artists around the world have telegraphed this for decades. To pretend anything else is naive. For anyone out there marching around saying ceasefire now, and, and but not saying anything about Hamas and the terrorists that have been attacking Israel for decades, they're just, they're just ignorant. They're absolutely ignorant. Uh, by the way, uh, I hear that there are a number of Christian groups that are not coming today because of the security warning uh, that was put out last night by D- DHS made this uh, cash curve, if I'm wrong, a top priority. D- number one. Level number one. one. Level one. Level one tells you that what? You could expect maybe a bomb to go off? Is that what? To, level one is the highest security we have for D.C.? For DHS, yeah. They're telling you basically we're on our highest threat security alert. And they're doing that because the media wants it to be reported like that to instill fear in the American public. And so public people don't show up. Exactly. And, and by the way, it worked because I know a number of Christian groups that yeah. kind of waved off and said, hey, we can't yeah. send our kids yeah. their you know, liability, et cetera. Ben, are you hearing anything of that? Yeah, I'm telling you what, I haven't seen this level of lockdown around the city since January 6th. I mean, you've got, and actually it's probably more now, uh, you've got more streets blocked off, massive amounts of uh, police. I heard the National Guard is being brought in. I haven't seen that yet. But uh, yeah, it's uh, there's a high level of security everywhere that I go, and, and we're hearing that too. And it goes back to what you said. That's the point. That's what the left wants. That's why you had Antifa and BLM burning down America for four years. They tried to get America to, to capitulate to their will. Uh, this is the same thing. Now we're seeing this this uh, relationship between the radical left, the the uh, Antifa, BLM, Rainbow Coalition, along with jihadists. So it's it's no wonder that they're taking this as a major threat. But as you said, that's the whole point is to get people to not show up. And that's why it's so important that we do show up. And I understand when you're dealing with kids. I know the school, we were talking to Liberty and, and some of the folks over there. Uh, you know, when you're talking about other people's kids, it's a different story. Now they're all adults, but uh, but I get it. I mean, that's, that's the... That's where we're at in America. And I just want people to understand this. This is a prelude of what's to come. When President Trump takes office again, Amen. they want you to be living in fear. And that's what really that that's what yes. we're going to well, see this thing they, they, really explode. They've set up the narrative. Isn't it ironic that a free mar- uh, a pro-Israeli march in Washington, D.C. has been designated a level one security threat by DHS, but the border is not. And the media is ginning up this narrative that when Donald Trump comes back in, he's going to open up concentration camps to deport illegal immigrants. This is all being scripted by the government gangsters and their partners in the mainstream media. And this is what Ben is talking about. He's totally right. They're preparing for an implosion in the Joe Biden presidency, and then they're going to just hook it onto Donald Trump and say, oh, look what he did. He has concentration camps. You mean, and Trump brought this on, that this all the turmoil right. in the country is brought on by Trump. Um, I want to go, when they had the massive, uh, I think it was 50,000 to 100,000, I think it was 100,000 here a couple of weeks ago, pro-Palestine, which I think shocked people. And we've played those speeches, how hateful they were right by the White House. No security alert for that. No level one Zero. security. Zero. Is that because Christians and Jews would not would would say, "Hey, you got a right to free speech," but here, as soon as you get the 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 Jews and the Christians come together for this, that the 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 uh, the, the Islamist and part of that pro-Palestinian are are sending threats. It must be some sort of threats. It's that the bigoted out. approach to national security brought to you by the radical left and mainstream media. It is things. bigoted, right? Because they always say, "Where where are the racists? Where are the right, guys?" Right. That are uh, that are doing this around the world, and this is what they do. Ben, the speaker, you're going to be there all day. We'll be able to dip in and out of, of Ben, Real America's Voice, be covering the speakers. I think start at two o'clock. I think Speaker Johnson is going to be there. Stefanik, uh-huh. other members of the House, I think other prominent people are going to speak. Ben, you're going to be there throughout the day. 
Yeah, I'll be here all day. Uh, it's supposed to go to about three o'clock. I hear thing, you know, some uh, other events. I'm sure that, that with the, these number of people, you're going to see uh, marches. I, I hear some people are going to head down to the White House. We'll see what happens with that. But it is interesting to note the Democrats are in a really tough spot here. You've got Hakeem Jeffries going to be speaking here, but uh, as well as Speaker Johnson, as you uh, uh, mentioned. Oh. And then you've also got Van Jones of CNN opening this thing up at one o'clock. So, you know, the Democrats, you've got the Democrats that are trying to not be anti-Semites, uh, some of them, but you have their entire base that is coming out against the Jews, chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which means they're going to wipe Israel off the map. So we're, it's just, it's a really interesting paradigm that we're in right now when you've got basically all of the right, all of conservatism lined up in support of Israel. Now, there's people that disagree with some of Israel's policies, some of what's going on, but everybody yeah. agrees that terrorists need to be stopped on the right. On the left, it's, yeah, but it's hang a civil on, war hang going on, on right on, now. But whoa, 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 whoa. The river to the sea is just not about the Jews. They want to take over the holy sites. This is they want to take over. The, didn't we fight a didn't we fight a couple three crusades about? Ooh, I used the c word. That got Taylor Marshall coming up. No, the river to the sea is just not about the. It's not just genocide to uh, the Israelis and to and to Israel. It, it, to the Israelis and the Jews, they want to take control of the holy sites. I don't. I don't see us saying we've got to control Mecca and Medina. I haven't heard any Christians say that. We need they to have to take the holy sites in the Holy Land. Is this what this is? I mean, people got to understand what's going on here. It's much deeper than Israel and 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 the Jewish people. They're coming after the West. I tell you, short break. Taylor Marshall is going to put it in perspective. Dr. Taylor Marshall got Cash Patel, National Security, who was getting stink eye yesterday from Nicole Wallace. <laughs> you got people like Cash Patel. <laughs> Spit it out. Of course, Cash is so starstruck. Did she really know who I was? <laughs> you're so pathetic. You're so pathetic. Oh, no, you're so Just pathetic. Just blowing up my Short spot, break. Back in a moment. Debt. You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently, without bankruptcy, and without additional loans. Done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's done to debt w- DoneWithDebt.com. Go there today. Action, action, action. Stop the worrying. Take action. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. 
Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 